This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye, baseball, a walk-off. Winner for Mitch Hanniger. Swing, line drive. This game is over. Birthday, goodbye baseball. Mitch Hanniger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back. Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Happy Friday. Hopefully, you're looking forward to a good weekend. Mariners are hoping they are as well. M's head to Oakland after the off day yesterday. We'll take on the A's in a three-game weekend series in Oakland. Mariners looking to bounce back after what has been a rough trip so far. Swept aside in Texas. A couple of close ball games to end things in Texas, but a couple of losses nonetheless. So now they'll take on the A's tonight. It's going to be Wade LeBlanc. It'll take the ball against Daniel Mengden. And then on Saturday, 107 day baseball, Kikuchi against Fires. And on Sunday, Leak against Anderson, 107 first pitch. And then back home for an 11 game homestand coming up. So a long homestand on the way. But first things first, three games against the A's. Mariners have had plenty of luck against Oakland so far. 4 and 0 against the A's to start the season. So we have a lot to get to in this podcast. Podcast podcast we're going to talk a little edgar martinez and hall of fame which would be fun josh kearns is back with the first piece that we've played of his on the podcast we'll hear from strickland making his way back bass making his mariners debut you can't ask for a better debut and why don't we start right there how about one pitch two outs Here's the pitch, swung on, line drive caught by Bass. The throw to first, and it's in time to double up to Shields. A 1-3 double play. What a way to start your Mariner career. A screaming liner right back at him by Pence. He makes the catch, doubles up to Shields, and that will retire the side. So there it was. We'll hear from Bass right now. Shannon Dreyer here in the dugout catching up with the newest Mariner, who I guess I should say welcome back, a one-time Mariner before, Anthony Bass. Good to finally meet you. Yes, you as well. It's good to be here. (laughs) All right. Anthony was a Mariner for a short time uh, a couple of years ago, but most recently um, spring training with the Reds, go through his first couple of months of the season doing very, very well. You're a veteran. You had the opportunity to opt out, and you saw opportunity here. Yeah, um, I felt like uh, my situation with Cincinnati, everything's been uh, kind of going well for them in Cincinnati during the season, speaking on, on their pitching staff, and I just felt like I was kind of stuck, so you know, I was, I was looking for an opportunity somewhere else, and uh, thankfully Seattle called my agent and said that they're interested. We just know you on paper, but it looked like things were going well. You were pitching at the end of games. What did you get out of that time this year? Yeah, I enjoyed my time with the organization there in Cincinnati, and it was fun to pitch in high-leverage situations because 
hopefully uh, I get put in those situations here at the major league level and, and I'm accustomed to it. And uh, when that opportunity does arise, you know, hopefully I'm the guy for the job. You've done a lot of things on the mound. What was kind of the transition from starter to reliever like you and what have you learned in that time? It, it took some time. Uh, initially, I had to kind of learn on the on the fly in the big leagues. Um, I, w- I was a starter coming up through the minor leagues. And then when I did get my opportunity with San Diego, they kind of transitioned me into the bullpen. And I was kind of learning in the big leagues how to be a reliever. And it was tough. Um, I have to come in and you have to be aggressive. You can't be afraid to uh, attack hitters. And you got to go with your... Usually your one in, one or two best pitches right away. You can't um, save those for later in the game. And those one or two pitches, give us a self-scout right now. <laughs> uh, usually I rely a lot on my two-seam fastball and uh, slider combination. And then I also mix in a, a split just to keep the hitters out front. Now you've spent some time in the Texas organization. You've pitched here quite a bit. We had a wild one last night. I don't know if you saw it. I don't think I've ever seen the wind like it was last night. What are some of the challenges of pitching in this ballpark? Well, the obvious is, you know, it's definitely a hitter's park, uh, especially the right field. The ball travels quite a bit, but you don't think about that when you're on the mound. You think about executing pitches, keeping the ball down the zone. When you're keeping the ball on the ground, usually good things happen, and, and that's all I'm focused on. When guys get to Seattle, they are big on the analytics here, as they are almost everywhere right now. Have you had a talk with those guys yet? I have, yep. Um, got a good chance to talk to the pitch coach and the, and the bullpen coach. Um, and they just, they're big on analytics, but they also are, are real and, and all about the heartbeat as well on the field. They're, they're not just going to look at the numbers on paper, but also what their eyes see on the mound and, and then help me with any adjustments I need to make. But I'm excited for the opportunity to work with both guys and uh, see how they can help me with my career. So hopefully this time I can stay. And that brings us to the next one. You were in the Mariners organization for the shortest time, and they let you out of your contract to go to Japan. We've seen that with a bunch of guys. I think it's important if that opportunity is there. And as a player, how we haven't talked to anybody about that. What's it like when they say, yeah, go ahead? At, at first, my first thought was, all right, this is it for me in the States, when really that's not how it is nowadays. You go over to Japan, you can kind of reinvent yourself, figure things out, and come back to the States and hopefully get that major league opportunity again, which which happened for me. Um, so that was my first thought. And then after that, I, I just really accepted and uh, was excited for the opportunity in Japan. And I just ran with it. I went over there, really got to figure out you know, some things about myself and the way I pitch. And, um, and doing so, I felt like really put me back on the map to come back to the States in 2017 and land a major league opportunity. Did you take anything? I know that they train a little bit differently. Was there anything that you took from the the Japanese pitching? Their work ethic definitely is second to none. Um, They work extremely hard. Uh, They throw 100-pitch bullpens, which is very rare in the States. Usually guys are throwing 20, 30 pitches in between starts to work on things. They're throwing 100 pitches. They condition rigorously. Uh, They'll keep running. They'll probably run for miles every day. But they don't make the foreigners do that stuff. They say, you guys, take care of yourselves. Don't, we don't expect you to do what we do. We don't want you to get hurt. Um, but I also I, I, I respect and appreciated how their culture was as far as working hard. And they're baseball 24-7. They're focused on one goal, and that's to be the best ball players they can be. And I use that, uh, you know, just for myself, trying to become a better pitcher, become a better player, better teammate. Um, just working hard every day. I, I, I took that from. You, know. you had a rather famous teammate in Japan, Shohei Otani. What did you see in him back then? I joke. I said he's the, he's a ten tool player. Uh, <laughs> he does it both on both sides of the game. Um, you know, everyone, everyone's seen it here now. Uh, it's no no secret, but it was fun to watch him play, come out on the mound and, and dominate. And then a couple days later, he's in the he's in the lineup hitting doubles and home runs. It's like, man, what can't he do? Um, 
And I also learned a lot from just watching him and the way he carries himself. He's a very humble person. He knows he's good, but he, he, he's not very showy about it. He, he doesn't, he's very humble. Seeing him being so humble so early on in his career speaks a lot about his about his character. Sounds like it was a great experience in Japan. Yeah, I, I enjoyed my time. Perfect. So good to have you here. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. John Shestakovsky from the Hall of Fame talking a little Edgar Martinez. John, you have not been with the Hall of Fame all that long. You were with the Red Sox and their PR staff for so long, but doing such great work in Cooperstown. This is a big year again in Cooperstown, July 21st for Induction Sunday. And, of course, our very own Edgar Martinez will be there. You've had a chance to meet Edgar, to walk him through some exhibits. Tell us about your face-to-face interactions with the Hall of Famer. Yeah, uh, so I apologize for the rain delay. That's on me. (laughs) But, yeah, since I've been in Cooperstown now um, for a few years, I've had the pleasure of welcoming uh, two Mariners legends um, to to, uh, the Hall of Fame, and uh, we're really excited about Edgar this year. Obviously, um, an absolutely terrific guy uh, with a really wonderful family and, uh, and, and someone who really appreciates the history of the game and the roots, uh, the roots of the game. So um, we're, really, we're really looking forward to a special weekend, and hopefully we'll have some Mariners fans out there in Cooperstown too. Edgar, of course, has deep roots in Puerto Rico. Tell us what it was he was most interested in when he came and toured the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so Edgar, and, um, uh, Edgar was in town for what we call an orientation visit to kind of get, get – his mind wrapped around what it's going to be like in July. That happened um, last month in April, and he got a tour of the museum. Um, we went through all of our three floors of exhibit spaces, including um, our Latino baseball exhibit called Viva Baseball. Uh, it's actually our only bilingual exhibit, and uh, and he spent some time in there. But then we showed him some behind-the-scenes areas, and that included uh, some special artifacts that we pulled out that we thought he'd be interested in. One of them was... Um, a hat worn by Roberto Clemente uh, for his 3,000th hit, and as a fellow Puerto Rican, um, Edgar was uh, was very moved to have the chance to hold that hat. And really, he said he really felt the spirit of, of Roberto, and uh, it was a, it was a very special moment for Edgar. And of course, then to see uh, to see the Clemente plaque upstairs in the plaque gallery, spent some time reading it and and uh, talking about the significance of, of Clemente to not just him but you know really everyone in Puerto Rico he's, he's a, a tremendous figure for um, for the whole island and you know it, it goes so much beyond baseball and that's something that you really understand um, when you talk to someone like Edgar who has those roots and has that love of the game. Edgar has a street named after him in Seattle even has a restaurant in the ballpark named after him of course the designated hitter of the year award is named the edgar martinez award now he is being inducted into the hall of fame he's a mariners hall of famer as well and yet he is essentially the most humble human being you can come across did that strike you when you interacted with him in cooperstown definitely he he's uh he's a mild-mannered guy (laughs) that's kind of the way i would put it and and you know you you never know that when when he comes to the plate he's an assassin (laughs) um but you know you can tell when you're talking to him that he he locks in he locks in and and he knows what he's he knows what he's talking about um he's uh he has some intensity to him but he's a very humble guy 
Um, doesn't doesn't take things too seriously. Doesn't take his career too seriously, but just loves the game. Loves being around baseball. Loves talking about um, talking about the game and, and talking about um, talking about the Mariners and his history in Seattle. July 21st is induction Sunday. As we approach that date, can you take us behind the curtain a little bit? What is the frantic pace like for you and the entire bees nest back in Cooperstown? Well, we're we're getting there. We're looking forward to a really exciting. Um, we're looking forward to a really exciting weekend. We have six electees this year, which is uh, a large number for us, and we're looking forward to having fans from all over the country um, and even in Canada. Um, so we have uh, we have electees from um, New York uh, and a few driving distance uh, locations, including Philadelphia, Toronto, and uh, and of course we know Seattle travels well. It's going to be a really fun weekend of celebration in Cooperstown, um, and it's coming up quick. So uh, the village is getting ready for it. Uh, we're calling in the reinforcements because it's going to be a big year. And tell us again the stats. The how many the population of Cooperstown compared to how many people descend on Cooperstown? Yes, this is the, a village of about 1,800 permanent residents that <laughs> swells uh, massively during induction weekend. When you think about uh, the actual ceremony, you know our record attendance from uh, about 11, 12 years ago was over 80,000 people, and uh, we could be looking at a crowd just as big this year. Uh, and uh, it takes a village; it really does. Uh, really, everyone in the village. From um, you know, from obviously the Hall of Fame and, and our entire staff to the village staff and government and uh, and all the law enforcement and uh, special folks that come in and, and make it happen, volunteers everywhere, and we are thankful. It provides an amazing experience for uh, all the folks that spend the time and energy to come on out and celebrate with us. John, it's always a treat. You're one of our favorites. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Aaron. Always a blast. Shannon Dreyer with Hunter Strickland making his way back. Shannon Dreyer in the clubhouse, catching up with a face that I was happy to see on the road. We, we don't see as much of you, Hunter Strickland, but that's always a good sign when you see a guy who's rehabbing start to travel. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely excited to be here. Um, you know, I'm grateful for every opportunity. Um, you know, with me coming here, it's, you know, it's allowing me to get better work, um, you know, and be with the team and just kind of help out and, you know, just the chemistry uh, with each other and with being with the guys and things like that. So it's, I think it uh, benefits uh, all of us. A couple of things I want to hit on there. And one of the things, when a player is on the IL, I mean, their job is to get better. And that can be a full-time. You, you can be doing almost as much as you are during the season. What's a day like for you right now? Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, you actually do more uh, when you're on the IL or whatever. Um, just because your, your workouts are more... You know, more in in tune with uh, your injury, obviously, but you still have to focus on other things. You know, so like lower half and, and things like that. So you actually do a lot more work uh, when you're rehabbing than you do when you're playing. Um, you know, so a, a normal day for me, if I'm not throwing that day, would just be come in and uh, be a uh, total body workout, uh, run, you know, and be around with the guys and things like that. Do the treatments in the training room. Um, you know, but I am ramping up my throwing now, so I'm getting to do that a lot more, and everything feels great. So, and you're in the process where you're throwing now, and eventually you will get to a part where you can get on the mound a little bit and throw, and then you're going to need some work after that. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I cannot wait because it's been <laughs> it's been way too long. Um, you know, but I'm excited about it. everything's going and progressing in the right direction. So, 
you know, no complaints. Just got to keep it moving that right, the right way. One of the things I was really happy to hear this a little while ago, but I had heard that you were in the bullpen during games, and right. that's an important thing to you. It sounded like too. No, absolutely. You know, anything that I can help out with, uh, you know, for the guys that are out there competing each night, um, you know, is why I'm here. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my work in regardless of whatever I have to do to get back as soon as possible. But you know, with with good or bad experiences I've had in my career in my life, um, you know, like I said, however I can relate to them and just help it, you know, be a little bit more easy for them. And it's a different situation. I think people knew that that there was going to be a lot of coming and going with the bullpen. There's opportunities there, and I think guys see that. Absolutely, no doubt about it. And and that's, which is a good thing. You know, it's a healthy competition out there. Um, you know, so like you said, guys are going to get an opportunity and just take it and run with it. Have you had the opportunity to talk to guys after a rough one before? You know, you just try to you just try to pat them on the back and just you know let them keep their heads up. You know, it's just one game, and you know, fortunate enough for for relievers, we we have to be available every night, so you can kind of shake that one off and uh, get back out there the next night. So. And some neat success stories. You see a guy like Brandon Brennan, who's a Rule 5 guy, and that's a tough position to be in. But he's taken that opportunity. He's grabbed onto some things they've talked to him about. No, absolutely. He's running with it, and he's doing well. I mean, he's the type of pitcher we need out there for sure. Um, he's got great stuff, and just he's got a good head on his shoulder as well. So I think he's doing great with it, and I'm excited for the rest of the season with him. I'm going to imagine that you're keeping your baseball mind sharp while you're down there. You do have your eyes. You can't throw right now, but you're right. taking a lot in. No, you have to. I mean, there's always room for improvement in this game. Um, you know, so anything that I can learn while I'm here, I'm not just going to, you know, sit here and waste my time. It's not going to do anybody any favors. So I'm trying to learn everything I can. Counter, thank you. Absolutely, thank you. And here's Josh Kearns. When you walk into the Mariners team store here at T-Mobile Park, it's easy to be overwhelmed. From the tried and true to the trendy, the amount of clothing and merchandise is just mind-boggling. And it's always changing, especially over in the women's department, an important audience for the M's. They're definitely really important. Um, We have lots of fans that are women, and the wives come in and shop, families of the players. um, So it makes a big assortment of our store. Lindsay Lawson does all the buying for the ladies. This year, she's particularly proud to add the iconic DKNY brand to the racks. Yeah, so we had a chance to go to New York and check out this collection, and we picked out a lot of the um, styles that are in black and white, which is different because we usually do a lot of team color and navy. So it's a lot of like streetwear, graffiti, um, definitely more fashion-forward and trendy for more of a younger customer. We have leggings, pants... Um, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and then our best seller is our t-shirt dress. It's like a sweatshirt dress, it's short sleeve, it's really cute to wear with leggings. How fun. Is it? What's it like when you're out and about town and you see something that you brought in that in turn, you know, like you'd just be, walk, I assume, walking down the street and you'll see somebody wearing something that you bought. That's got to be pretty cool when you think, hey, I bought that for them, basically. Yeah, it's so rewarding to see, like, people on TV, you're like, I bought that, and it's, you know, a bestseller just to see the validation and like what you buy is you know people like it but the biggest sellers remain what goes on our heads and the mariners team store is still tops in major league baseball when it comes to the selection of caps hundreds of styles on the massive cap wall 
that towers over a huge section of the store. And it's up to retail merchandising director Renee Stide to keep it stocked and fresh. A lot of the buyers and our counterparts at other teams always um, express jealousy because they've come to our store and they see this massive cap wall. So we're really lucky that we can test crazy trends, different colors. Um, like Lindsay was saying, we get inspired by a lot of streetwear, what you know a vendor like New Era is doing in different leagues. So we have that kind of flexibility to try new product instead of some teams definitely stick with the tried and true, the basic colors. We're kind of all over the place, which makes it really fun for us. Well, I was going to say, it must be nice to have a little more flexibility than if you're like in L.A., and, you know, the Dodgers or the Yankees or something. You know it's going to be exactly that. Yes, you'll see a sea of red or a sea of blue. Um, we're also very lucky that we have a very strong Cooperstown story, so all that retro throwback royal gold, royal blue and gold. People love that old Trident logo still. Um, all the old Griffey and Martinez product, especially with Edgar going in the Hall of Fame, we're seeing a lot of uptick in his sales as well. well so is that going to be a big thing then this year throughout, uh, you know, uh, this whole season basically? Is that going to be sort of the, the hallmark or the key thing this year? Yeah, so we were um, lucky enough, obviously, when he got voted into the Hall of Fame, we got some product right away. So some really cool Edgar jerseys and t-shirts that have a Cooperstown logo on the sleeve. And then throughout the season, we'll be introducing new styles. And then leading up to July and August, especially when we do the big Edgar weekend here in August, we'll have a whole assortment for the whole family. But despite Edgar's popularity, Ichiro remains the team store's top seller. Ever since um, he kind of came back a couple years ago, he, Ichiro just drives a massive amount of not only fan uh, sales, but we get so many Japanese tourists. In Seattle, you know, we've been really lucky that we have that close connection with the Japanese marketplace. So Ichiro and Griffey are kind of tried and true. They're legends. They're going to sell every year, forever. Um, but what's exciting is that a lot of these new guys are starting to become fan favorites. So last year we really saw Gordon and Hanniger emerging. This year um, we're in the process of kind of bringing in some of these new guys, which is really fun because people are latching on to Vogel, Vogelbach as their favorite player, or Beckham, or Santana. So over the next couple of weeks, we'll start seeing all these new guys in the store. And if you can't make it here to T-Mobile Park, Renee and her team make sure the other team stores around the area stay stocked with the latest and greatest, along with the classic, so that fans will always keep coming back. We kind of model all four of our outside stores like the main store. All of them have a cap wall. All of them have a jersey wall. Um, even the look of the store, they have the same kind of elements and colors and lettering. So we kind of keep the stadium as the model and kind of outpost them out in the malls. And we have one, you know, up north at Alderwood, one east on Bellevue, um, one downtown and one south at um, Westfield South Center. So we really want to make it convenient for our fans because we don't just sell um, product. We also sell tickets. So a lot of fans don't realize that. But when you buy tickets in the store, you actually save 10 percent on merchandise the day you buy tickets. So that's kind of another incentive for people to come in. Yeah, like I need any incentive to go shopping. Suffice it to say, the hardest part of going into the Mariners team store is not buying everything. Although, after trying them on, I'm going to need to lose a few before I can squeeze into those cute DKNYM's leggings. Oh well, I guess it's back to the cap wall. At the Mariners team store at T-Mobile Park, I'm Josh Kearns reporting for the Mariners Sunday Magazine. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.